Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. This is podcast number 35 in today's podcast. You're going to learn why images are so important to use in online marketing. We're going to talk about where you can use these images to get the best results and what tools you can use to create and edit your own images. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 35. This is our picture show. It's all about pictures and images. And today, all the way from sunny Sydney, we have the lovely, lovely Heather Porter. Hey, hey Andrew. Hey guys. And uh, yep, sunny and a little bit chilly still as we're still in winter over here in good old Australia. So uh, here we are on our, as Andrew said, our photo, our image episode. Why did we choose this, Andrew? Why have we chosen this topic? Well, I tell you, we've been uh, digging our digging our content machine into um, a couple of new things lately: Instagram and Pinterest, and a whole range of other uh, image-related stuff. So we thought that, hey, let's go and share what we're finding. Why images are becoming so important in this. Uh, in this world that we live in, particularly online. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about why it's important, how to go and uh, find the images, how to go and make them look good, how to make sure they're unique and all that sort of stuff. So we thought let's share it with the people on our podcast. Fabulous. And you know what? Before we get started, I want to share something that I learned. Oh, what do you think about that? I think you should do that. (laughs) Okay, cool. For those of you that have been listening to us for a little while, Andrew and I like to jump in and do this because, you know, we we catch up all the time, but it's nice to hear what we've both learned over the last week. So I have learned, um, there's a great product that we've been using a lot lately called Lead Pages. And Lead Pages is basically a very easy to use tool to create your own landing pages where people can opt in for things like free reports, they can sign up for webinars, they can, you know, you name it. It's just a very easy, beautiful uh, way of creating quick and easy uh, pages for your website. And I've learned that I I think I pumped out about three or four of these just in the last week for various clients and ourselves. And what I love about it is there's a page in there that is a welcome gate that you can use on your website for first-time visitors. So basically what happens is say you guys have a webinar that you're promoting or um, a a special new report or an upcoming um, event or e-course, you can actually put a page on the home page of your website that says sign up now and get this thing for free or no thanks, take me straight into the website. And it's a really cool little tool that and very easy to set up. And again, it is called Lead Pages for those of you guys that are interested. And the big why behind that is, of course, first time visitor to your website, chances are that they'll never come back. It's, you know, pretty probable these days. So grab their details when you can on that first visit. What about you, Andrew? I mean, I know you, you've been using lead pages as well a lot. What do you think about it? Yeah, you know, I love lead pages. I can, like you, I'm using it every week. I'm, I'm probably creating three or four different uh, landing pages every single week. And one of the things I do like about it, the guys 
The guys at Lead Pages, their support is awesome. Clay Collins, who's uh, one of the guys involved with it, such a really nice guy. Um, very but he's, much. He's very, very, um, very, very into his marketing, and he just loves helping marketers or businesses, you know, make that uh, transition to start growing their list. And uh, one of the things I do like about Lead Pages is that nearly every week I go in there, they've got a new template. They're creating templates all the time. They're looking at who's making templates out there and what's working, and then um, using that that stuff that's working and bringing it onto their own, their own template. So it's uh, it's pretty cool and it's always changing and evolving. So that's what I love about using those guys. It's very a very cool tool. Now, I'm going to tell you what I learned and it's almost piggybacking a little bit on that. Good. Um, but I actually took some uh, – I went up to Vegas last week and I uh, went to a expo. One of our clients was had a stall there at an expo and – what I learned was, it was a bit of an offline learning actually, is that so many people at these expos um, don't use lead generation at all. They have all this captive audience in front of them. And it sort of reminded me a bit about websites because um, this expo was for you know woodworkers and furniture makers, so not my cup of tea. But <laughs> So I actually was able to look at it rather than a... Uh, starry-eyed boy at an expo that I like to go to, I looked at it from a completely different angle of marketing and how each of these booths were interacting with their customers or not and what sort of things were they doing to, um, to attract attention to their booth and so many of them, 90-something percent of them were just sitting there. A lot of the people behind the booths were sitting on their mobile phones. They were just texting or looking or playing words with friends or something and um, they weren't interacting with the clients that were walking past and some of these people could have been their best prospects or their best customers, yet nothing was done. There was no lead generation strategy behind it. Um, of course, except the one that we were working with who, who was just killing them with yeah. um, lead generation sort of stuff because we put in a whole bunch of systems before the event. We knew what we had to do. So we helped him implement that and that's why I went up there. But one of the one of the strategies I was using was lead pages, exactly that. So you know, I was able to. Um, th- this is what I like about lead pages. We were there in the in the morning at lunchtime. Um, my client said, "Hey, let's uh, let's change a few things. Do you think we can uh, whip up a site like this?" Now, six months ago, it would have taken us a couple of days to to whip up a site. But I was able to go back to um, my hotel room, get on my internet, whip up a completely brand new site for him. Uh, and he was blown away. He said, how'd you do that so fast? And of course, I didn't tell him because I didn't <laughs> want to leave my secrets. But um, it was it was just something that I could whip up real quick, um, move with the times as it was going. Like that was an instantaneous request that he needed. And we were able to um, deliver something that he wanted via lead pages um, so that he could start collecting leads and uh, names and addresses while he was at the expo talking to people. It was it was uh, awesome sort of stuff to, to use. So... My my biggest learning was so many people waste opportunities out there, whether it's online or offline, and uh, have a look at your business and see where you're possibly wasting time and wasting opportunities as well. Very good learning. And for those of you guys that are interested in Lead Pages, you can jump on over to leadpages.net. And Clay Collins, the creator, he has some great little videos as well on YouTube that we love that gives you ideas on how to use these landing pages as well. So we highly recommend you check them out. So, Andrew, let's get it stuck into the whole images, photos episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, let's start with some of the whys. Like, why Why yeah. are images so important in online marketing? Like, give us a rundown. What, what gives your, um, your take on why you think images are being so important these days? 
Yeah, sure. Look, I, well, we know we've talked about this in past episodes about bounce rates and keeping people on your website longer. And anytime you have a blog post or an article or, or a page on your site that has multimedia, which includes images, chances are people are going to stay around a little bit longer to check it out. Plus, also, it's been proven that people click on images more than they click on just, say, a um, text link. So images are very important to uh, lead people through your website, get them clicking and engaging with your content as well. And that's just on your website. So what about social media? So it's also proven on, say, Facebook. And, and I know Andrew used some things on Pinterest here in a second. But Facebook, you know, um, with the whole timeline that's there, the most engaged with posts are, of course, surprise, surprise, those with images. Because if it's a fantastic image, people are more likely to also share those images on their own wall. Um, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about Pinterest. I mean, that's huge. Well, that's huge well you know, this is um, – I've got a couple of stats I'm going to share with you in, in a few minutes. Mm. But, um, you know, what's, what's happened in the last probably two or three years, Pinterest came along. We call it the Pinterest effect. They came along and um, – Everything was, Pinterest is almost like Twitter, and we heard about Pinterest last week with Laura, um, but Pinterest is like the Twitter for pictures, so people started looking at pictures and then getting engaged in that, and they always have been. We always, you know, we hear the story, a picture's worth a thousand words, but when Pinterest came along and suddenly there was a big uptake in the interest of images, um, then you look at uh, things like Facebook where they overhauled their entire timeline so that um, it was very, very photocentric, if you like. Mm. Um, yeah. Twitter came along. Twitter was a text-based platform for so long, and then it said, "You know what? Let's start using images. Let's start. Let's start uh, including videos in our tweets." So now you can actually watch videos and, and images uh, inside Twitter because they understood the power of these images. And then you've got things like Instagram, where Facebook paid a billion dollars to buy Instagram. Now, wouldn't you love to be having a a small share in that, but um, they paid a billion dollars to take over Instagram because they knew the power of what Instagram was creating. And if you're not using Instagram at all, if you're not using Pinterest, have a think about why you're not using it and start thinking that how, how else can you use it? In today's little show, we want to talk about how you can start finding images and how you can start making them unique as well. Absolutely. And on that note about Pinterest as well, for those of you guys who are just joining us now, hop on back to episode number 34. We interviewed Laura Wage on Pinterest and she had some amazing ideas for those of you that are using Pinterest or thinking about using it in your business. Yeah. One of the, thing, I think one of the reasons why there's so much growth right now is that everyone now has a super, super camera in their pockets. You know, all these smartphones have some awesome cameras. Like These cameras are so much better than they were 10 years ago. Um, that people now have so much more to take photos with. They've got something in their hand. They're always using it. Um, and there is photos upon photos out there that everyone's got now. Um, so that's, that's a big factor in driving this whole entire image craze. But I want to tell you this really crazy thing I learned just recently, Heather. And, mm -hmm. that, and that is that 10% of photos mm -hmm. taken by humankind, so all of the photos in the world for the history of our life, has been taken in the last 12 months. It's incredible, isn't it? 20%. If you really think about the magnitude of that. All of the photos in the world of the history of man have all been taken in the last 12 months. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Before we get stuck into actually talking about some resources that we use and currently love too, I'd love to actually share some stats. 
yeah, yeah, let's cool do that. stats that we've dug up. And before I do, I just want to give a huge shout out to jeffboulas.com, J-E-F-F-B-U-L-L-A-S.com, because we're pulling these stats straight from one of his amazing articles, Six Powerful Reasons Why You Should Include Images in Your Marketing. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm going to share these. So here's, here's what he says, and we obviously agree with these as well. So first reason is articles with images get a 94% more total views 94 percent more total views when you use articles with well, an image i guess that's why you know newspapers have always stuck a photo with nearly every article yeah. they write that's yeah. exactly right mm -hmm. number two is including a photo and a video in a press release increases views by over 45 percent in a press release that's interesting Mm. Number three, 60% of consumers are more likely to consider or contact a business when an image shows up in local search results. Interesting. That's pretty big if you're looking if you're a local company. Yeah, sure. I mean, you don't, people want to know what they're, who they're doing business with. You know, check out your office first before they get in there, or check uh -huh. out your team. Yeah. Uh, number four, in an e-commerce site, 67% of consumers say the quality of a product image is very important in selecting and purchasing a product. Mm. No surprise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> number five, in an online store, customers think that the quality of a, of a product's image is more important than a product-specific information a long description, and ratings and reviews. So the it totally beats out all that. You've got to have your quality image on your products. Wow. That's, that's really – that's good. Isn't it? That's good information. I, um, good information. I hadn't, well, I, of, I, I hadn't thought much about that um, as far as the product image goes. But, yeah, you're probably right if it's a good quality image. It is. Don't yeah. skimp on the quality. No. Uh, and then the last one is engagement rate on Facebook for photos. Averages 0.37%, where text is only 0.27%. This translates to a 37% higher level of engagement for photos over text. Wow. There you go. That's, that's, that's proof. Too. You know, I think actually Facebook is the biggest photo sharing site that's around now. It out Beats Flickr. Or, uh, beats Flickr. I think Flickr is the second biggest one, and photo and Facebook is the biggest one by a mile. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about photos. So where can somebody actually get a photo? Because we're going to go into what you can do to these photos, uh, the tools that you can use to change them. And before I guess we start that, I'm just going to bring up the very very important point that. Now more than ever, whenever you're using photos in your marketing online, you want to have that photo be completely original. It really should be your image, your words, your look and feel, because in the search engines, they're actually giving more weight to you know, um, your own original content, and that includes your images as well. So that's why we're going to tell you where you can get images, but more importantly, what you can do to doctor them and make them your own. Hey, can I give you a quick tip? Absolutely. Um, so many people go to Google Images, right? They'll type in, uh, let's say, let's say, um, puppy dog, and they'll go yeah. to Google Images. They'll look for a puppy dog image, and they'll they'll right click and they'll save as the image that's there on Google, and they'll download it to their blog, and they'll talk about that particular image or add that image to their blog. Now, one of the things you've got to be careful of, as you just said, is that um, Google knows that that image has been used before. Yeah. And there's an easy way for you to find out where where this image has been used before. And that is drag the image. When you go to Google Images, drag that image into the search bar. And what will happen is pretty cool. Drag <laughs> it into the search bar and it will give you a list of all of the sites that that image actually appears on. 
So it is very cool. I've done that too. Yeah. So so if you've got a photo of you, type type your own name in. Just try this at home. Type your own name in the in the in the image section of Google, and then drag the photo into the search bar and see what what websites that image appears on. It's quite fascinating how Google know all this sort of stuff. So be careful, be careful about what images you're using. One more tip on that too. You can also use a website called tineye.com and you can uh, find out where else your photos are being used that way as well. Yes. So images, where can somebody get an image to start with in the first place? Well, apart from um, original images out of, straight out of, your, um, out of your phone or your camera, there's places like iStock Photo, there's Flickr, as we said, there's um, Shutterstock, which is um, – now, to talk, let's talk through Shutterstock because we use Shutterstock a bit. Yeah. Um, tell people what the difference is between the free images and the paid images and, and how they can go about purchasing images and why they do that. So basically, if, if, as a business, you want to protect all your marketing collateral and you want to own the rights to be using it. So these websites like Shutterstock, for example, allow you to go and buy the rights to use an image. And so these are put in there by various photographers all over the world and illustrators. And you can, when you're purchasing uh, the image, you're basically saying, yep, I agree to the terms and I'm going to use it either on my website or, you know, you can even buy images to use in TV ad campaigns if you want as well. It just gives you the right. It makes you know that, you know, as a, as a confident business person and somebody that has a serious business, that you're looking after your collateral and that you have full rights to use it. Yeah. Yeah, good. So how much does the image cost? Like give us a, give us a ballpark. They range. Yeah, look, I, I like Shutterstock a lot uh, just because I'm finding that it's quite inexpensive. Um, what happens is you go in, you can do search for, say, pretty woman or, you know, child with red balloon, whatever you want to find. And all these results will come up. And then you have various options of download sizes. So you can download like a very small image to use on a banner ad or, you know, somewhere on your website um, for anywhere from like $3, you know, to use that image upwards of a full high resolution image, which is ready for print. So if you're going to use brochures or banners at expos or things like that, uh -huh. uh, and they would be, they go upwards and it just depends on the, uh, both the photography, uh, as well as, you know, just the size you're going to buy it at. Okay. So $3 pretty much gets you Starting. a, uh, get you a photo that you can start using and have the rights for, and you won't get in trouble yep. by Getty images or anybody like that. Exactly. And then you can go and have a play with that image as well. And most of the terms will say that you have the right at that part, uh, at that point to manipulate it because you've paid the fee. So you can go off and have fun using these tools that we're going to share with you now. Let's, let's talk about these tools then. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> these, so these tools are going to be things that you can uh, add, add your photos to to start making it look a bit different and unique. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, for example, right. you, you might change a background of a color. You might want to put text on top of them. Like we've all seen in Facebook, the images that do really well have text on them. They might be like 10, 10 keys to something or other, or 10 motivational this or that. Mm -hmm. And these, these tools we're going to share with you guys are a way where you can actually get a background image and then actually put text or various things on top of it. Right, okay. Good. So, so let's talk about some of the tools that um, that we use. What what's what's your favorite one? Well, I'm such a nerd. I don't actually use these because I use Photoshop, which I'll talk about. Well, that's, a, that's a tool. That's a tool, but it's that's not an tool. online tool, right? It's just no, a tool it's not that, an online tool. That you don't you, you got to pay around. some money for. 
exactly it's been and it's advanced you know but um what i'm i'm loving just because prepping for this podcast for you guys andrew was sharing all these amazing online tools that i'm kind of aware of but i didn't really realize the level that you can actually edit photos and they're amazing so i mean the first one that we actually use in, in our own business is pick monkey yeah. And um, well, by the way, you guys will list all the URLs we've been talking about in this episode on our website, autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. You'll be able to find them in the resource page and also uh, in the podcast number 35 itself. So Pick Monkey is something um, that we use um, fairly regularly. We do a lot of our images for the podcasts. Um, mm. We'll put them, we'll run them through Pick Monkey. We'll add some borders to them. We'll add some shades, some uh some colorations or saturations will change bits and pieces around. Um, and then we'll add some cool funky text over the top as well so that it becomes a unique original image. Um, PicMonkey, is a, there's a free version and there's also a version that I think it's around $33 for the year um, and it gives you a whole range of extra fonts and cool features and tools um, that you can add to your images. So um, we like to use PicMonkey. The mm-hmm. other one that um, is out there is called Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R.com, and that's um, if you're if you're pretty handy on Photoshop or you're handy on GIMP. GIMP is another tool that um, it's a free tool that you can download to your computer. Um, though it sits on your computer, these ones are all online based. But Pixlr is a little bit like GIMP, where you can put a whole range of um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word now. My techie brain has gone. Uh, layers, <laughs> layers is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, put all that sort of stuff on there. You can um, it does it does similar to what PicMonkey does. It's just a different different layout. And each one of these, you're not going to have to use all of them. By the way, just pick one that you like and stick to it. Um, cool. So Pixlr is a good one that a lot of people use. Probably 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 one of the biggest ones that are out there right now. Um, then we've got another one called Photogrammio. I personally like this one. I think it's very easy to use. There's not a lot of um, not a lot of bells and whistles, but for what I want to do, it does a really quick job. Um, our photogrammio, G-F, uh, photogrammio, G-R-A-M-I-O.com. Um, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to log in. You just load your picture up, change it around, and then it saves it back to your hard drive. That's um, great. I love it because it's very simple, very quick, and uh, no, no stuffing around. And then um, one of the other ones that I've been using for a very long time, actually, is Pick Resize pickresize.com and I use that mainly to resize my images so if I need an image to be a certain size let's say that um, I want to stick uh, an image on uh, my bio for LinkedIn and LinkedIn bio needs to be a certain size or I need to go and add a new um, uh, banner to the Facebook timeline I've created an image or I've got a photo from somebody or however whatever I've done and I'll go to pick resize and I'll put in the actual size that I want that photo or image to be set at so that I can just easily upload it to Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever I want to do later. So Pick Resize is a very simple free tool. Once again, you don't have to log in. You just load your photo up, resize it, and then send it off. Good point on that one as well is as uh, you know, we're preparing websites to be more, more mobile friendly, therefore needing to be downloaded or I should say um, appearing much quicker with a load speed. It's important that you also consider when you're managing your own website, writing your own blog posts, that your images are also kept quite small. I've seen a lot of times where a page will just take forever to load because it might have five images on the blog post that are huge. 
So if you're really wanting to, you know, optimize your website, and this is important because Google and all the search engines look at that sort of sort of thing, you know, how quickly does your website load, then consider using a tool like Pick Resize if you have these gigantic images to shrink them right down to be web friendly. Yes, yes, very good. So that's they're the main ones that are online. As I said, there's a couple of offline ones. What about mm. some uh, mobile apps? I know mobile apps, there's some really cool yeah. apps out there too, H. What, which ones do you like? Yeah, look, there's one that I just came across the other day that I really like, and it's by the girls over at abeautifulmess.com, which is a great little blog. They've developed an app called A Beautiful Mess. What it allows you to do is take an image on your iPhone or your, you know, your Android, and you put it into the app, and then you're able to do little doodles on top of it, so stars and hearts and arrows and words, and it have has all you know, range of great little fonts and colors and things. So you have your key images, the background, and then you can put all this stuff on top of it. And it's great for those of you that um, do use Pinterest. Um, again, if you're on the fly and you want to create a funky little image to stick on your Facebook page as well, very easy to use. You can snap a picture of a sunset, bring it on into a beautiful mess, put some doodles on it, and up it goes on your wall. Cool. Yeah, there is a bunch of actual cool apps out there. I'm just looking at my, uh, my phone now <laughs> to... Uh, Remind yeah. me which apps I use um, for some of my photography things. Um, I use a there's a couple of different camera apps you can get out there too, which lets you um, uh, put some filters over the top of your images and that sort of stuff too. So, um, do do a search for camera apps on your phone, smartphone, and you'll find a bunch of them out there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and quickly, because I was talking about Photoshop before, we we're talking offline programs. I do want to definitely talk about the king of all photo editing which is photoshop we were talking about which is which is you <laughs> this is me yeah look i i'm one of those people i taught myself photoshop back in the 90s because i also taught myself web design and i had to just figure out how to manipulate images and back then there was none of this amazing online stuff obviously so Things like Photoshop would be you know, much more advanced where, as Andrew was saying, you have layers and it allows you to even prep artwork for print as well. So, um, But, you know, I think nowadays with what's happening with online, you can honestly do everything you need to do and these programs we just talked about. If you're looking to print images, that's a whole other episode, and then, mm -hmm. then you would need a tool more like Photoshop. But for online, stick with the online programs we talked about. Now, if you don't want to use, if you don't want to use any of these tools, what's the next option? Uh, as far as are we talking GIMP or are we talking another no, option? I'm talking. That? I'm talking. We could go to Fiverr, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that leads me into uh -oh. that, that leads me into our Fiverr gig of the week. Yes. I'm going to go, you know, I want you to check this out. We're going to go and get a, okay. we're going to get a Photoshopped image. I'm not sure, either Photoshopped or one of these tools. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make it something cool, something about our podcast, I think. Not sure what I'll do, but I'm going to go find someone. I'm going to, I'm going to put a five a gig of the week here all about this particular topic. So check out the results on the, re, where are we putting this one? On the resource page we, or on the, on the actual blog We're going to put it on the actual blog page. So um, episode number 35 on the website, autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. Go on over to episode 35 to see our results. Check out our, check out our results. All right, H, I think uh, we're about to wrap this up. I think we've covered our pictures and images um, a fair amount. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this up? No, look, I think, guys, the key thing to think about here is that 
you know images work. We've given you the stats and it's best to make the images your own images. So your own text, your own idea, your own filters. Um, with Nowadays with the incredible photography tools we have just in our smartphones, start snapping some really cool images around your office, around your house, around your you know nature and think about how you can incorporate these into your business to get engagement on all your social media and what you do. It's very easy, so much easier than you could have ever imagined a few years ago. All right. Um, shout-outs. We're going to shout-outs. Yeah. What, what shout-outs? Have you got some shout-outs there? Because I've got a couple here. I do. I actually wanted to do a shout-out to a couple countries. Uh, oh, just in the last week or so, we've picked up some new subscribers or listeners from the countries of Mexico, Finland, and France. So thanks, you guys, so much for jumping on. We appreciate you listening. It's very cool. Awesome. I've found a couple of, a couple of people have left five-star reviews for us. Sarah Bear, Sarah Bear has uh, left a review for us. Uh, DMAC has also left, and David W., has left us a five-star review. Nice Sarah, work, Sarah Mac and David W., thank you for leaving five-star reviews. If you want to leave us a review and you're listening to us on iTunes, then make sure you go to um, our podcast and leave us a review. If you're listening to us on our website. Stitcher, Stitcher website, Podomatic, SoundCloud. We are <laughs> the other places. We are everywhere, everywhere. All right, H. Well, thank you. Been a wonderful, quick one this one, and I'm uh, I'm uh, going to go and dig my head in some more images and pictures. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> thanks again, Andrew, as well, and thanks everybody for listening. All right, everyone, take care. Talk to you on the next one. See you later. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we play again, happy travels.